Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everyone. This is Chris Croy, digital content producer, and... This is Myron Pitts. I am a Metro columnist here, and I work on the weekend entertainment section. Beth is on vacation today, so it's just me and Myron. (laughs) She doesn't really get vacation because I already texted her at 8 a.m. this morning while she was on vacation. Vacation. I'm putting up air quotes right now uh, with work-related business. Yeah. Once you're an editor, you don't really get a vacation. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I do get quote. I do get texts when I'm on vacation too. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, this week, let's start off with something light. Um, Pitbull doing a cover of Toto's Africa, but he's calling it Ocean to Ocean. And why is he calling it that, Chris? Because. <laughs> radio magic um it's a song featured on the new aquaman album to accompany the aquaman movie coming out on christmas day so i saw i saw the tweet about it and then i looked up the video and i still don't know how i feel about it it's catchy it's catchy it's 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 so bizarre though because so pitbull doesn't actually do the uh Africa verses. He does his own rapping verses. Yeah, he completely changed the lyrics. And then Rhea comes in and does the Blessings of the Rains chorus. Yeah, yeah. And of course, you know, that was a big hit in the 80s. Was, was it? <laughs> was it an actual hit? But Toto, Toto's never really been cool. I mean, let's be honest. That's when Bobby McFerrin had Don't Worry, Be Happy. Oh, yeah. This jazz guy forever. But for some reason, that song caught fire. Safety Dance. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Toto's Africa, it was a big hit. They had uh, another song, which is escaping me right now. Roseanne. Roseanne. There you go. Roseanne. Roseanne. Well, the only reason I know that song is because it was in Moulin Rouge. And I like like Moulin Rouge's version better. Who may not know. This is... (laughs) Twice as old as uh, Chris Croy. <laughs> so I'm happy to see Toto back in the, in the mix. I do like the Pitbull song. The tempo. It's weird. It's bizarre. It's like it's so like it's Toto's like normal anthem party beat on top of Toto's like mellow Africa beat. It's bizarre. Yeah, and I, I also wonder. I know, I know they changed the name, as you said, "Ocean to Ocean." What exactly is the Aquaman? connection is africa well oceans <laughs> but let's say they had to change the title like how does that relate to aquaman you know yeah i think i honestly think they just they that pitbull ended up sampling too much of the song and he ended up just having to say like you know what this is a cover i mean anyone who hears the song knows it's a cover of africa unless you've never heard toto's africa which i highly doubt people haven't this is not the first so that's why 
that's why I highly doubt people haven't heard Africa because Weezer in September did a cover of Africa. The only, the whole reason Weezer did a cover of Africa is because this young girl set up a Twitter account dedicated to Weezer doing an Africa cover and it's called at Weezer Africa. (laughs) And (laughs) yeah, so she started this account in December. Yeah, she started this Twitter account in December of, of 2017 and then by September of 2018, so this year, Weezer did the cover. And basically to show that this whole thing is kind of a joke, you know, I mean... Getting really deep into the weeds of this meme. What was it? Why, why was this girl so committed to this? I think... So she's a young girl, and I on it, I don't know much about it. Um, I'm getting most of the... Uh, NPR dedicated a whole segment to this, so I'm getting most of this information from yeah. NPR, and NPR does not reveal the last name of the young girl. They just call her Mary. Um, from what I understand is that Toto's just basically made the cycle around to the next generation, to this, the younger generation, and they think it's cool, and they thought it'd be really cool if Weezer did a cover of it. Mostly, it's, it hasn't made the rounds in, like, a serious song, though. It's mostly made the rounds in, like, this is a funny, meme kind of song. Yeah, it's a fooling song. So, so, the original... The original Toto is a little too mellow for my taste, especially with that weird keyboard background, um, which is key to Africa. Um, Weezer takes it up a notch and adds a bit more percussion to it. Um, And then Pitbull just like shoots it out of the universe with a party anthem on top of the mellow keyboard. I like them all. I've only heard the Weezer one, just snatches I've ever heard the whole thing. But The video... The, so the whole point of the Weezer thing, the Weezer cover, is the video because yeah. it's funny and it's basically Al, you pronounce his last name better than me, Al Yakovich. Oh, Yakovich, yeah. Yeah. Right. weird person hit Exactly. So Weezer got him to be in the video and it's basically him with the band doing an, a, a, a performance of the song. Right. And he, you know, he does what he does, and it's funny. Were you familiar with Weird Al Yankovic's Michael Jackson covers? That's how he kind of got on the map. I, I'm from. I'm familiar with like the the funny memes that yeah. that that have come around because of him. Really yeah, it's a generational. They things come things come back right. in like a diff a di- in a different way than they were originally meant. So. Like I said, Toto's Africa has come back as a meme, basically, as an internet joke. Be turned into in <laughs> so I think, I think the most amazing thing to bring this all back around would be Toto doing a cover of Pitbull's cover of Africa. I think I, the internet needs to make that happen. The internet needs to make that happen. Twitter, that's your new, that's your new job. I wonder if to to. We can leave this topic now, but the one thing I want to say, I wonder if the, if the girl who got the Weezer Africa thing going, just like Weezer and like Toto, and wants to see it all, uh, you know, like the meme, as you say, just wants to see it all come together. So, the funniest part, I just want to, <laughs> just to show, you know, how much of a joke this is, the single cover art to Weezer's Africa is the tweet that the... Weezer Africa Twitter account sent, which is at Rivers Como, which is the lead singer of Weezer. It says, at Rivers Como, it's about time you bless the rains down in Africa. And that was sent December 6, 2017. And that's how this whole thing started with Weezer. <laughs> <laughs> I always like the line, way back from the 
So what else is going on is there's a couple interesting superhero movies out. Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which is animated and is one of the actually one of the best reviewed films of the year. Yeah, it's gotten on so many lists. Yeah, if it's kid-friendly, uh, me and Mr. both of my kids will be going. Uh, <laughs> Helen, you know, who's a big Spider-Man fan. It's Helen I am. I Interesting. Really love Spider-Man. Uh, so, yeah, but it's got really good reviews. Uh, great voice work by the actors involved. Very diverse animated cast. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely, it doesn't seem, I've only seen the trailers and I only know about this movie because I follow Jake Johnson, yeah. Nick from New Girl, right. on Instagram, and he's posted all the trailers and stuff, and that's the only reason I know about it. But I've seen the trailers, and it seems like a much more light-hearted yeah. spider It is not the doom and gloom, angsty Spider-Man that we know, thank God. You know, Spider-Man has been rebooted so many times, everyone has, it's like James Bond, you know, you have one, like, you know, I'm I'm dating myself here. But I go back to Tobey Maguire. I'm a Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. I he does have that angsty sort of yeah, know, and that's what I hate. Are controlling me. Uh, I'm just <laughs> and I really like his take on it. But it, like I said, Spider-Man has been rebooted. I think twice, three times. And, yeah. Well, there's there's um into the Spider-Verse. No, 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 no. So you got to so there's the original with Tobey Maguire. Right. Then there's the English dude that played it. Oh, God, yeah, what's his name? Yeah, the guy who dated Emma Stone. That's how I know him. <laughs> and then there's Tom Holland, who is the one who's made it in the Avengers movies. Well, so run original and two reboots. Yeah, so there's the two re- And now you have the Spider-Verse, which I think the Spider-Verse kind of takes it. Yeah, it because it's animated. It's a totally different time zone type thing. It's not just the Spider-Man on one Earth. the Spider-Man on different Earths throughout the so-called spider yeah, they like expand just the spider universe. Save reality. Yeah. All of reality. <laughs> so yeah, I, really I think I'd like it a lot. Uh, I definitely want to check it out. So Deadpool. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Deadpool, the rated. Deadpool or something like that. Um, I got to look it up. It's very funny, which fits with Deadpool, which kind of is very irreverent take on superhero movies. Yeah, Once Upon a Deadpool. It's a Christmas Deadpool. Both of these came out this weekend. This is interesting because it's not actually a new original movie. What it is, is Deadpool is rated R. So yep. that's another way it's different from a lot of superhero films. It's not family fair. So a lot of kids may be interested in Deadpool, but they, their parents, if, you know, yeah. on top of them, no. let them see it. So this is into the Once Upon a Deadpool is a PG-13 version of it. So language <laughs> is excised. I'm not sure how they take it out. If they dub it. Just no cussing. Just like, just no do no cussing and I think you're good. Changes. I think the, the narrative format is a little bit different. I think it's more of an as told to uh, Once Upon a Deadpool. But amazingly, Deadpool has managed to... It's done really well. ...controversy with uh, the Mormon church, which we are to call it Latter-day Saints. The Church of Latter-day Saints. They're no longer the Mormon Church. Uh, properly called the Mormons. Uh, they don't like the post that advertises Deadpool. What? And, what? Yeah, their reasoning is that the LDS Church commissioned a picture of Jesus Christ. And he's, uh, he's surrounded by an- angels, you know, playing horns and so forth. It's a very nice picture. I see. Is what it is. I don't know why, I'm not sure why I'm calling that picture. But in any case, Deadpool... Did a take on that. Yep. Deadpool in the role of 
Christ. So you're on kind of dicey area with Christians already with that. And then the surrounding what would be fig angelic figures in the Mormon image or the Latter-day Saints image are characters from the movie Deadpool. Uh, so the church has kind of, you know, put pressure on the studio to get away from that. Uh, I don't know. Here's here's what's weird to me. It's already out in the public and, you know. Here's, here's what I understand that Deadpool on some level, you know, it's uh, dark. Sure. Irreverent. Yeah. But um, LDS, the Church of Latter-day Saints, okay. was okay with the Book of Mormon on Broadway. Yeah. Pretty okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But they're not okay with this. They actually called it, just to clarify, they did a petition on change.org. And who hasn't these days? <laughs> 35,000 people have signed it and they said it is a form of religious religious discrimination. Uh, now I mentioned the painting that it's based on. The painting is called The Second Coming by Harry Anderson. And if you put the, uh, and they, and by the way, the petition asked the picture not be used or posted in any manner. I don't know that there is any response in the movie studio. But if you have, see, if you watch the two images. Mm -hmm. side, That's what I'm looking at. Yeah. Personal opinion, uh, you know, I just think you're into a dicey area, kind of tinker with religious in, in, uh, imagery, but, you know, it's art. But it's also, yeah, it's first speech, and First I, Amendment I know, type of stuff. I don't know how any of that figures into the yeah. movie itself, because I haven't seen Deadpool 2, which is what this new movie basically is, is rehashed Deadpool 2. So, or is it just, this is a cool image, let's put it out there to advertise no, I definitely no, no, no. I think I think one hundred percent they knew exactly what they were doing. I do think it was a marketing ploy, but like you, I agree. Oh yeah, but I think like you, I agree that for. I mean, on both sides, this is a First Amendment right, the First Amendment type stuff. No one's violating any free speech right. Yeah, exactly. So you know they're both protected, um, and the church might not be happy with it, but there's not really much they can do about it. And if Deadpool decided, if, you know, the production company of Deadpool decided this is where they wanted to go, then that's where they're at. Even the target audience, what movie like Deadpool? Here's the other thing with that. So, because this movie is, you know, geared towards, because this movie is geared towards the younger audience, yeah. I don't know if they know that that's a reference to the church. I'm sure they know. When I think about, when you bring attention to a controversy or an insult, oftentimes that's the first the public really understands that it's an insult. So and I think because uh, I, I was not familiar with the painting. Yeah, I just had to look it up right now. Yeah, or the artist. Uh, so when I first read the story, I was like, "What are they talking about?" Because I, I by then I had seen the dead. Yeah. Poster. So, uh, but it does bring a lot of attention to both the original artist. I think it was I, I think it was I think it was a marketing ploy. Um I am not a member of the church, but I can understand why the church would be upset. And the, the, the irony is that uh, this artist's depiction of Christ is now being seen by more eyeballs. Right. So it's like it's like free marketing for the church anyway. So, you know. We'll, we'll see how it shakes out. I, 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 I suspect it. I wonder, you know what would be you know what would be really funny is well, not funny, but what would be interesting is to see ship in the church 
if Deadpool actually helped them with their shit. That'd be interesting. That would be interesting. Last topic goes, you and I... All right. I'll... I'll br- so, Miss USA, a.k.a. Miss Nebraska, who won Miss USA, Sarah Rose Summers, she is currently competing in the gym, and she's currently under hot water. Because an Instagram post, she... um, Well, she... I don't know if made fun of, pointed out. I don't know how to put this. Um, she she pointed out about how fellow in Miss Universe have sports have poor English speaking skills, and the Miss Universe pageant is taking Thailand, which is English is not the main language of Thailand. I don't understand why she needed to bring it up, and she was specifically talking about Miss Cambodia, and she talks about how she feels bad for Miss Cambodia because uh, no one understands her and she doesn't understand anything. And she goes on to say, you know, um, she would feel isolated if that was her and poor Miss Cambodia. And then she talks about how, uh, who else? Uh, Miss Vietnam pretends, she says, Miss Vietnam pretends to know so much English. But when you ask her questions after having a whole conversation with her, she just nods and smiles. Let me ask you this. Where did she post this? She She posted this on Instagram it's a Instagram video that I think she did a story of. <laughs> what happened to just certain things you keep to yourself, or just tell like a super cold like a spouse, <laughs> or a sibling, or your mom? What, what, why must a sentiment like this be brought? I think it's more of uh, we don't realize how privileged we are in America and how privileged we are to speak English. Yeah. Because English has become, you know, a worldwide. Most people in other countries take it as a second language. Most people, it's it it honestly just speaks poorly on us that we're not willing to take on a second language. Like I, most of my friends don't speak a second language fluently. But you go anywhere else in the world and they speak their own language and English fluently. I only right. Yes. And you're pretty good at English stuff. Well, 19 years of practice. <laughs> we'll get you there. But no, I mean, yeah, that, that's really comes. You know, I have a friend of mine who actually is a now. Well, you know him too, Greg Phillips. Mm-hmm. He's uh was born in the UK, and now he's an American citizen, like yourself as well. Uh, but he was saying that the difference that he saw between England and America is that in the UK, he said we think we're the best country in the US. Y'all believe y'all are the only country. Yeah, and that's what I mean by privilege here. You know, she doesn't realize how privileged she is to be in a foreign country on the other side of the universe, world, in Thailand, and be, you know, be completely able to communicate with people in Thailand because they essentially recognize that they needed to learn English in order to be a prominent player on the world stage. And she doesn't realize how lucky she is that she didn't have to learn you know, tie before going there. What's interesting is that she almost, I mean, she, which makes it in, in some respects even more distressing. Like, I, I don't think she saw it as an insult or xenophobic as it's been called. I think she saw it as a moment of, you know, commiserate, commiserating with the, with the woman because she doesn't know. But like you said, she looks at it through a lens of really American privilege. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm not even going to say anything about being from Nebraska. I've never been there, so I'm not going to make any comments about that. <laughs> um, 
you gotta wonder how this affects her shots at Winifred. I think that's I think that's why she had to come out and quickly backtrack yeah. and apologize for it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I. That's the president weighing in. I have not seen com comments this from from the president. He, you know, he, I think he started, if I'm not mistaken, the Miss USA and the Miss Universe pageant. Which the, the, the funny thing about these pageants is, you know, Miss America. Everyone kind of knows that Miss America is the top one, and Miss USA is a little bit. <laughs> by comparison but when you get to the international stage it's Miss Universe right it's huge. And, and then and you didn't even know that Miss America led to Miss yeah which is like well know, so I do could that come down to management you know is I Trump effect making Miss Universe the biggest and, and best and who knows I want to end on um to at least give you know Summers uh the opportunity to rebut rebut all this um we'll end on she did say um in her apology in a moment where i intended to admire the courage of a few of my sister sisters i said something that i now realize can be perceived as not respectful and i apologize so she did apologize and she you know in a way owned up her privilege almost a good almost a good apology why why is it bad that perceived oh it was offensive (laughs) and otherwise perfectly fine and like i said i, I do think she was he was well-meaning she meant to like reach out right to bridge and it turned out to be more of a chasm yeah and i think it was more of a again i, th- I think it goes back at least she here um she acknowledges that you know that she, there's some privilege sure. that she that she has that you know these women She's don't yeah. yeah in the last two days yes she has exactly. <laughs> all right well, I think that's it for this week. Okay. See y'all next week. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.